0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, people from around the world, welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast, podcast for the everyman. I'm Jordan with Drew, and let's just start off with the two brew salute. Yeah, buddy. Oh
1: yeah. What's
0: going on, Drew?
1: Uh, we're still, we're still recovering from uh from Sunday night's uh Oof. disaster, which we'll get into. Ugh. Um, Man, we saw dollar signs, and uh, Tom Brady uh. saw saw other stuff. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. All
0: right, well, hey, I'm I'm drinking um, Great Lakes Brewing Edmund Fitzgerald. It's a okay. porter, and so uh, I'm dipping into this one. It this week was the 45 year anniversary of the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which it was a shipping vessel up on, I believe, Lake Superior. And all 29 crew perished. Uh, and it's a song by Gordon Lightfoot. He came out with a song um, within a year of, of the wreck. So crazy stuff, man. Um,
1: very crazy. Very yeah, crazy.
0: What are, what are you drinking?
1: I am also celebrating a very significant anniversary in the, uh, the history of men. Uh, I'm cracking a Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA um, mm-hmm. to celebrate the 23rd anniversary of... The Montreal Screwjob, which will be a topic we cover tonight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm mm-hmm. looking, I'm looking forward to it. the uh, The 14 year old uh, young suave Drew is really, really pumped <laughs> up to get, uh, to get into this. But, so what's uh,
0: on tap, bro? What, what are we uh, doing beer by beer here? We got
1: some good stuff on tap. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna preview Bud Crawford's uh, fight this Saturday night versus Cal Brook. Uh, we got a little NASCAR championship recap. Day one of the Masters, and I think it all gets summed up in one word. And then uh, we're going to look at the NBA, NBA draft, which is, believe it or not, November eighteenth. So next Wednesday, the draft's here, and uh, will be followed by free agency. Um, we'll we'll do our parlay, as painful as that'll be to rehash last week. And then uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna flip the script here and do a little sports entertainment. We're gonna talk Montreal Screw Job. Our top five favorite wrestlers poll that we had this week that went pretty well, and mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna do some random WWE Q and A. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna get wild tonight. I'm uh, I yeah. may have to I may have to break out the tequila to really get wild. Oh, it's, it's gonna be year old kind. Drew's
0: it's, gonna come out and start drinking oh, yeah, tequila. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Tomorrow tomorrow's gonna be fun at work.
0: Oh yeah. All right, well, uh, hey, let's jump off into the Bud Bud Crawford preview. He's, Crawford. he's the number one number one pound for pound fighter uh, on ESPN and pretty much everybody's. And um, how long has it been since he since his last fight?
1: He last fought December, oh, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, he fought a uh, uh, Protal, I think. Um, you know, tough uh, tough fight. Uh, you know, he he ended up. He I think he closed the show. Uh, I wanna say it was like the ninth round. Maybe eleventh. Okay. I may be messing up my odds. Um Yeah, so I mean yeah, like you said, Crawford, number one pound for pound. It's still it still kinda of hurts to say that, you know, after Vasily lost. But uh yeah, he's he's the real deal. Um I'm really looking forward to What weight to see, is he? Uh Welter So he's one forty seven welter. That's you know okay. arguably it's the uh the money weight where a lot of guys, you know, outside of heavyweight, you know, the most uh The most exciting that we see. Um, And and who's Kel Brook that he's fighting? Kel Brook is, he's a former welterweight champion. Uh, He's 39 and two. So 41 professional fights. His only two losses are to um, triple G who he moved up in weight to fight. So he went up a weight class. Um, And then uh, Earl Spence who's uh, you know, who's got two belts at welterweight. So, you know, He's, his two losses are to, you know, two, they're both pound for pound fighters. And, um, you know, he also beat Sean Porter, you know, we're big Sean Porter guys. Um, you know, he's a former welterweight, ch- two-time welterweight champion. Um, you know, it, you know, a lot of, a lot of people really aren't taking the fight seriously, you know, because it's kind of, you know, you know, Brooks kind of fell out of the, you know, the top rankings here the last couple of years. Um, he hasn't really lost, he hasn't lost any fights, um, recently, um, but you know, just with age, um, you know, guys start to kind of fall down, you know, he's a dangerous fighter. Again, it's, you know, he's got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So you always, you always got to be careful with those guys. Um, and he's confident, you know, he's, you know, I was listening to the, uh, I guess to the media day, whatever, whatever you want to call it, whatever, you know, they're kind of doing in the bubble, to supplement, um, you know, the actual face-offs, you know, he, okay. he, he seems confident, uh. He thinks he's gonna make he's gonna either knock out Crawford or make him quit on the stool. I I don't yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, um, whatever. Yeah, Bud's you know Bud's great. Bud's um, a tough guy. Uh, he's, 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 what's an his American
0: story. He came from you yeah. know he came from the hood. Omaha, he's...
1: Nebraska. Yeah, I thought it was Louisville. Uh no, nah, it's Om- nah, Well, he's from Omaha. Uh, nah, yeah, I think it's Omaha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Muhammad Ali, pal. But that's okay. No, I mean
0: I know that, but either way. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, either way, yeah, man.
1: he's yeah, 36 and 0. Um, you know what's crazy? It's so funny. We joke about this. Um, all these guys look so, look, look so much taller on TV than what they are, and then every time we look them up, I think someone's one. they they're like 5'5", uh, 5'6". Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's he's 5'8". Dude, he's got a 73-inch reach, yeah, which is freakish. nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. like like Kel Kel Brook is two inches taller than him, but he's only got a sixty nine inch reach. So <laughs> that's one of the things that makes Crawford dangerous. Um, he's just versatile. He can go southpaw, or you know, he can just go natural, um, orthodox fighting. You yeah. know, he's got pop. He's the real deal. You know, I I I I, th- I think he's gonna win um, by knockout or stoppage. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I I hope Although after it's
0: been a year, man. So it. it, it... It might—I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah, they go the distance and they, and they get a decision,
1: but— Yeah, I hope what, he— uh, we, Hey, we
0: got to pay for this one, or is it— is No, it, it's a, well, ESPN, is ESPN, it ESPN
1: Plus. ESPN Plus, if you have it. It's okay. uh, 7 o'clock. It starts on Saturday, so I'm hoping— okay it didn't indicate if that was the main card or the undercard. So I'm hoping Sure, th- sure it's the undercard Yeah, sure. probably. So we'll probably, he'll probably go on around um, 11 o'clock and there's 11. Yeah. Uh, there was a really good special on ESPN. You can get it on ESPN plus or ESPN's YouTube channel. Now relentless. It's a half hour special on bud. Um, Andre Ward does the interview and the voiceover. Um, another one of our favorites I recommend checking it out just to get a little backstory on, Bud. they'll be playing, you know, fights, um, on ESPN, ESPN two the next, uh, the next couple of days. um, you know, I, 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 but I think the fight is what it is. I'll just say for, for Bud, I really wish these welterweights would stop at the Pacquiao crap. Like I know he's a title holder, but like th- he's becoming like an excuse for like all these guys not to fight each other. I, I hope that after Crawford wins this fight, cause he's going to, I want to see him fight Porter because I think people still don't take Crawford seriously um, because he hasn't, he hasn't found that right dancing partner, which they kind of talk about in relentless Porter Porter's the real deal. I want to see him fight Porter beat Porter and then get the showdown with Earl Spence. If he gets through Danny Garcia, um, I think yeah, December that, 12th. That would be a good fighting. setup. Yeah. That'll, and that, I think that, that that's the money forget the Pacquiao crap. but I mean, he's going to go fight Connor and he'll, he should have to vacate that title so that they can get, they can just yeah. get this thing going. Um, but yeah, everybody check out bud. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great fight and he's, uh, you know, he seems like a really just good dude. So I'll throw him some support and some love, uh, Yay, on social cool media guy. too so that's boxing for the for the week oh cool, man all
0: right well um hey uh i'm just gonna do a real quick nascar recap because i know that bores a lot of people but uh, <laughs> uh so uh, so real quick on. they had they were out of phoenix raceway um they they had their championship their top four it was uh denny hamlin brad brad keselowski um joey uh logano and chase elliott and chase elliott was the winner um chase elliott had to win the second to last race just to get in the championship then he had all kinds of pre-race issues where his car was too light he had to go to the back of the field Oof. He, he worked his way up through the field um brad keselowski had a car who's brad brad keselowski is my boy um he had a car that was good enough to win at, at the end of stage two which a couple years ago nascar put in stages in their races Um, so they're kind of like periods in hockey just to create a little more in-race drama. Okay. Um, Brad Keselowski had a really nice pass at the end of stage two, but when it came down to the end of the race, the end of the race was kind of like no drama. Like Chase Elliott was just far and away, way ahead. Um, and so, um, he's, he's the third youngest champion. Um, his primary, well, I don't know if it's his primary, not his primary. One of his big sponsors is Hooters. Uh, he's also the... I'm already liking
1: th- this guy a little bit more than when he started Yeah, I'm yeah. Like,
0: I I was wondering if... I didn't see, but I was wondering if Hooters was running a special, because they do that kind of stuff in NASCAR. It's kind of fun. But okay. uh, his his dad was the champion in 1988, um, and um, he's the number one fan favorite in NASCAR. So it was kind of like all good all around, like the fan favorite one. He's a young guy, like NASCAR's in good hands, so... It it was it, the race had good parts to it, but the end was kind of like no drama. So it was it was a a crazy season. They were the first uh, sport out of the bubble, actually. So, um, and they were racing like twice a week. So it was fun. It was it was, it was a good time. Um, I, I really wish Brad would have won, but oh well. It, it, it you, was cool.
1: Do you think he's a fan favorite because of his investment in Hooters or? <sighs> Nah, just... it's because it's cause
0: his his bloodlines and, and his dad, and, and people yeah. liked his dad, and, and um you know, he, he's just a kid that came up in it, and, and NASCAR kind of likes that stuff, so. um So not Hooters. Hooters. Uh, I mean, i like him for that. <laughs> he's, he's, there's all kinds of Hooters commercials that run during the race because of him, so, I mean, you know.
1: Michael Every Scott time there's a new Brown.
0: development that pops up in my neighborhood, I just tell my wife I'm like, "You think that they're putting up a Hooters?" She's like, <laughs> she's like, "Shut up." I'm like, "Twin Peaks?"
1: Oh, <laughs> man. So good. So good.
0: Yeah, so that, that that's all I got to say on that. It was it was uh it was cool last weekend. So.
1: That's cool. All right. All right. Yeah. For all our NASCAR fans out there. Um Yeah, so the Masters little little delay today, yeah, then they got rain things started. Delay. Mm-hmm. Um I I you know, Tiger Woods, baby. I mean, guys. Uh,
0: I did not think he was going <sighs> to compete.
1: I mean, he day one's usually where he like you know he struggles a little bit and uh, he just kind of
0: like treads yeah, water. Yeah,
1: yeah. But man, he uh he ca- he oh, came baby. out. What he he finished four under, right? Yeah, yeah, He's four under. Who who ended up with the lead today? Seven uh, seven. Paul under? Casey.
0: Paul Casey. Uh, he has never won a major. He's he's almost. He might be as old as Tiger. He might be a little bit older. He's okay. so um he, he's kind of like. Uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. I think he's been second two or three or four times in majors. Um, Deschambeau was minus two. He he kind of fought it a little bit. Yeah, he had um, some
1: he had some rough holes, so he 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 battled for that under two.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, I the guys we talked about last week on the pod, Mickelson. I don't know where actually. I don't even know where he finished, but I know there was one hole. We talked about he wanted to hit some bombs and he had a three hundred sixty five yard drive Did to he? had a hundred and a hundred yard chip into a hole and put it to within like three feet. That, that was pretty cool. Um but the guys we I said I said, you know, if I was gonna be betting on the favorites, I would take JT or Rom. Rom I think is minus three, I think. After day one. Yeah, he's minus three. JT got through I think only 10 holes minus nine five. or 10 holes he's yeah, minus, he minus five. five so he's way up there um and then my long shot was matt wolf he's minus four through 11 so he's doing great
1: yeah Ugh, patrick reed was for god he is the worst Patrick reed, yeah yeah he, is the worst. he had the shot of the
0: day though did you see the shot i i didn't man i i just uh, heard oh he was behind rushing. a tree in the pine straw and he had a big banana banana cut to the right, and he put it within like three inches. It is that a real amazing. thing, or did you
1: make? Did you just make that up? Banana cut.
0: Yeah. That that's a real thing.
1: That's a th- okay. All right. Yeah, because uh, that's the,
0: like if you do the ball tracer, it's like the shape of a banana.
1: All right, I'm familiar and, with that.
0: And then my 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 deep deep uh, dark horse, who was like a hundred to one, was Cameron Champ. He's at minus two through nine, I think. So that was interesting.
1: And my keep my eye on him. My horse is plus two. My man Bruce Kepka. Oh,
0: Kepka, yeah, dude. I was dude, I... He I don't know. Like he's like mentally not in it. I don't I don't know what his deal is. But You think
1: he just got tired of winning majors, so now he's gonna take a couple off? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but like I uh I did, I, you, uh, did you did you did you get a chance to watch much of it today? Um I probably watched Tiger's last six holes. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what Jack, Jack Nicholas, I saw he had on Instagram. He put it best. He said basically it was just guys throwing darts out there, like literally. Like you hit the ball and there was almost no roll. The greens were so receptive. He said this isn't even the real Augusta. You know, it has no teeth right now just cuz of the rain and like wherever you hit it that's where it stayed. And so Yeah. Um it was it was uh it was very interesting. Um,
1: how the how the, how the was there any difference in what the course was looking like being that it was november versus uh you it, know it
0: looked greener than usual
1: uh well it's
0: like i don't know it, it, like the like the bushes were green instead of like what like flowering i guess and okay. i did notice there was like pine straw like in like the fringe around the greens and like the 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 rough around the greens in some holes which i don't remember seeing before um okay yeah just curious yeah so um i know somebody out there had side-by-side pictures but i didn't click on it so
1: um, all right fair enough well we got day uh what time is day two kickoff tomorrow or today uh, i guess we'll you know we're, we're record this thursday so you know it'll be friday morning
0: 7:15 a.m. on friday i think Ugh. maybe 7:10 like, yeah cuz the guys from yesterday have to finish too um i know jack Nicholas said when he he was the honorary starter um and he hit his drive at like yeah like probably like 6:45 or 7 a.m. and he said he could he like could barely even see the
1: ball <laughs> yeah well after these shots i'm not gonna be getting up till 9 30 anyway so i'll probably miss miss a couple uh couple holes yeah okay all right who do you uh yeah i i, I hope tiger is just in the room yeah every, on Sunday. i mean it's if just you're
0: not rooting for tiger like do do you even have a pulse
1: ah dude it just is it did I really did you see this thing? Is there really a doc HBO documentary about him coming out in twenty twenty one? Was that real or was so. that fake? I don't know. I didn't see that. Ah, that's right. Uh, you don't you're not an HBO guy. Um my uh my buddies out in the uh H Burg. Um they sent me a link today and I just uh, I was afraid to i cl- I'm always afraid to click on some links that you get. You never know what's yeah. gonna pop up and uh yeah, but it was like a tiger a trailer for a tiger documentary, um Aaron in twenty twenty one, which would just be awesome. Well, Wasn't
0: a picture of that guy with his Giant schlong. It could,
1: yeah, yeah, it it could be. Keeps showing up in the group chat all quarantine. Oh, man. Thorough winner of COVID 19. Oh, man. God rest his soul He probably started COVID 19 (laughs) with that thing. Oh, so good. Anyway. Um, All right. That's um, the Masters.
0: Yeah. So let's keep this ball rolling along. Yeah. Um, NBA draft preview. It's going to, they're going to have the draft before we record next. So um, we're not going to, you know, go too deep into this but nah. there's there's three guy three prospects that intrigue me um two point guards which we saw as, as seton hall fans we saw, we saw um live uh halliburton i i he he's projected to be picked pretty high and what is he I mean, iowa
1: state Wait, what, who is he again mississippi what state is he from
0: um yes Iowa
1: State. Iowa state yeah so yeah, now yeah.
0: you're making me now you're making me
1: yeah, because we played them back to back. Yeah, we played yeah. them back to back. It was Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, I'm with yeah.
0: you. Um, yeah. So, um, it, like, he's 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 like six five point guard, lanky, kind of kind of like stalks around, kind of awkwardly, um, just like super lanky. But it, I'm intrigued just because he's so highly regarded. Like he kind of had a weird shot when I when I watched him a couple times, but he was like. like awesome playmaker and and passing and everything. So kind of, I'm just intrigued by him. Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon. Kids a winner. Like, I don't like, uh, this is, this could, I don't know. What do you think? But when I see him, I feel, I feel like I'm watching like Chris Paul.
1: I don't know that, I I don't know that I'd go that far. I don't, I don't know who I'd cop him to, but I mean, I mean, body, body, athleticism-wise, yeah, I kind of get the Paul thing, um, and he's just
0: a pure point guard. Like he understands the game, and he could score and shoot. Like, I mean, uh, that would be awesome if he's as good as Chris Paul. But I mean, yeah, I, it's just kind of he just kind of is like a pure point guard that could score, but like also like understands how to like get other guys. It's good. Open. Say
1: he's a solid defender. Um, you know how tall hey, he is. By the way, do I have a little echo right now?
0: I feel like I'm hearing a little echo back. I don't but... think so. Okay, good. Anyway, sorry to interrupt.
1: Um, yeah. Hopefully, it's not my headset. I'm uh, I'm partially deaf in one ear, so I gotta really jack up, uh, uh jack up that volume to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like, I like Pritchard. Um, I, have seen, I've seen him going in the second round again. Like mm-hmm. that kid, the kid's a winner. I cut. I mean, not the same. They're not the same player, but I get more of a Fred VanVleet vibe out of him. Um. It's so guy- funny
0: you say that because the next guy I was going to bring up was our boy Miles Powell.
1: Miles Cheese, and
0: um, I, I think he can. I think he could do well in the NBA, um, the way it's played today. And I, I saw a mock draft that had the, the Raptors picking Miles Powell, and I, I thought it, it's sitting like learning behind Van Vliet would actually kind of kind of help him help up, him out um, there a little bit Uh yeah, um, sorry yeah sorry didn't mean to interrupt you but
1: yeah no i'm dude i'm uh not not a problem um yeah but that my, my thing with pritchard was just like the kid he's he's done nothing but play winning basketball um he's got a winner's mentality um so i i really like him yeah miles i mean dude that guy that guy's legit um you know we have been following him since he was a senior in high school at uh trenton catholic um Cheese. Cheese and uh, for anyone who is not familiar for, for anyone that isn't familiar with him and I, we've heard this 7000 times on every national uh news yeah. outlet. He was he broke his foot his senior year and so he you know he was pretty overweight when he came into college and he dropped like 60 pounds um between the summer of his senior year to his freshman year. So everybody called him Cheese cuz you know he said he loved cheese and that's why he was a little overweight but yeah pal pal can he can shoot score uh he became a much better playmaker this year um i the only thing that makes me worry that he's not going to get drafted is that he's only 6-1 probably when you take a six one, six
0: two, yeah
1: and like a lot of teams like they'll they'd rather just draft european guys and stash them away than take guys that can help them actually win today so um yeah but i really i mean yeah i like miles too i'm hoping uh I'm hoping he gets picked. Um, I like two, yeah. I'm, I'm not as big on... Uh, I, always, what's, I already forgot his name. Huckleberry? What's Who's the first guy you said? Halliburton? Yeah, Halliburton. Yeah, same thing. Halliburton. I'm not as high on him. Uh, I get a Marshawn Brooks vibe out of him. I don't know why. Um, I get a Livingston Brooks...
0: Out, uh, L- a Livingston uh, vibe out of him. Sean Livingston? Yeah, just like a lanky point guard.
1: Yeah, I mean, Livingston couldn't really score.
0: Uh, Okay, I, I mean, this guy's I feel scorer. like he this did more prior scorer. to being the pros, but eh,
1: okay. uh, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, so there. Those are those are some interesting picks. And they, I he Alberton's going early in some drafts, like, like top twenty, f- number five. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see him that high, but man, that's wild. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I uh, I got one guy that I really like that I think is going to make a big impact on whatever team takes him, um, and then I got more of a trade to go over, but. Uh, we saw, I, I saw this guy play in person twice at the, uh, at the Seton Hall games. Sadiq Bey out of Villanova. Um, okay. 6'8, 2, 216, um, 216, 220. Dude, I, I, I think he's the real deal, man. He is, like, once I watched him a couple times, I was like, dude, this guy's a pro wing. Um, 16, 16, 4 and 2. 47 percent from two 45 percent from three this year and a really strong defender i i've been seeing him go anywhere between 10 and 20. um i think that's a guy that's going to be able to step in there day one and actually you know be a be a seventh man in a rotation on whatever team i mean maybe maybe even more than that depending on which team gets him but sure. um i'd love to see the six the sixers are picking a 21 i'd love to see them trade up they try to get him because I don't think he'll be there. Um, but yeah, I yeah I yeah I, I hate giving credit to any uh, any Villanova guy just because Nova is just the frigging worst behind the Notre Dame fans. But um, yeah, this kid's good. Um, I'm glad I'm glad he's out of the Big East, so uh, Seton Hall doesn't have to see him again. But yeah, there's
0: uh, a couple Big East prospects that are in. Yeah, Alexa- pa- is it pa- Alexander Paul out Reed. of? A... Uh, who's the of... Who's
1: out of Crate? Is it Alexander? Is that his last name? Marcus Howard. No, that's Marquette, dude. Forget him. Uh, a, oh, he, uh,
0: you said Creighton, and I. Oh, and uh, I... yeah, yeah, Creighton. Uh, no, Ty, uh, Ty, Ty Sean Alexander. Right? Tyshon Alexander, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Tyshon Alexander at a uh, Creighton. He's um, he's another guy. He's more. He's kind of a, you know, he's got that wing like versatile uh, game to him that you know is you know really whatever team's looking for in the NBA now. Uh, Marcus Howard, stinks. Forget that loser. Uh, anyway, go fake another wrist injury, dude. Yeah, all, I, I, all the uh yeah. all the mock drafts have him going. Yeah, late. I mean, he's like I have seen him like as like the, the last pick in the draft.
0: Yeah, well, whatever. Who knows? Yeah,
1: he, yeah, he stinks. Uh pff, Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan. All right, well we'll see who gets who gets uh, put I'll where. tell you we'll, what the, the We'll most... see how
0: the Knicks screw this up again.
1: <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Uh Obi Tipton, who I think is actually Obi I I didn't, I didn't I didn't bring Obi up just cuz I think that yeah, anyone that to me that's in the top 5, we don't need to bring up um but I, I he might actually fall to the Knicks, which I think would be a great. Where are pick they at for them. seven, seven or eight? Yeah, I if they, if 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 they're if they take Cole Anthony, I they just need to blow up. And like, not I'm not trying to yeah you know, talk the poor or ill of him as a Carolina fan. I just he just doesn't need to be in New York. Like I think that would be a terrible pick for them. I could see them doing it because I think you know Greg Anthony played for the Knicks, and I, I'd stay away. I think Obi would be a really good pick if he does fall. Um, all, I think all the attention is going to be what the Warriors do it to. Um, Jameis. I don't know who's Weisman. going to go. Yet. So I think if they keep that pick, I uh, I would go Jameis Weissman because I think that he just is a good fit for that team for what they need. Um, everybody will bring up the fact that they had all these injuries last year, but just the first game of the season where they were only missing Clay, they looked horrendous defensively. Um just because you know the team's basically been gutted now that they're over the cap and they lost Durant and Nicoldala. I think he'd be really he'd be really good for them at center. To, you know, rim protection, and he really wouldn't have to do anything because you know you got Draymond, Clay, and Steph doing everything. So, yeah. um, if I were the Warriors, if they have to have a sense of where they stand with Giannis, I feel like at this point in time, if they think there's no legitimate way they get Giannis, I would go all in to trade that pick. And then next year's pick that they get from the Timberwolves, um, to the Wizards for Bradley Beal, I think that would be their play. I, I I if if they think they can get him and the Wizards are willing to go ahead and blow it up, I think that's the move for them. Um, I think Beal would be a really good fit with that team, so that's how I would uh, I would roll that. Gotcha. Yeah, so it'll be exciting. See, so yeah, we'll we'll probably recap some um, some of the yeah, picks next be, week. There'll
0: be something crazy that'll happen. Yeah, we'll be uh, yeah because
1: it'll be. I guess they're doing. They're, I'm assuming they're going to do the whole draft in one night. I haven't seen any of the specifics yet. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, it'll be good. Um, one last thing on the NBA because this came out yesterday. Uh, I forgot to talk to you about it. Uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, whatever the hell is going on there in Houston. Westbrook's demanding a trade. Dude, that guy's a loser. Anybody that listens to this pod is a fan of that guy. He is fooling you. I hope to God he gets traded to the Hornets, where he can just sit there, st- staff it, or stuff his statue, steal rebounds from his teammates who don't care. That guy is a loser player, and it's hilarious that, that that guy is demanding a trade when, once again, he completely blew up in the playoffs, didn't know how to play his role, and then down 40 in an elimination game is like screaming for the Lakers to double team him. Cause he thinks he's so good. That guy's a phony. I had to get that off my chest. You're a phony. I, yeah. This yeah, guy's I, a phony. I am so tired though. Like I, I get I like it. Dude, I get it. He plays hard, all this stuff. Unless somehow he finds his way playing with LeBron James, that guy, that guy is never go. You're never, no team will ever win a championship with that guy on that team. That's my piece. I used to
0: say that about Dwight Howard, and here we are.
1: But dude, yeah, but dude, that please, that that doesn't care. That's not the same thing.
0: Hey, know your role. Well then, I, well, well, behalf. I'm
1: right then because what I, I just caveated with, unless he finds his way on a team with LeBron James, so similar to Dwight Howard, that's what happened. <laughs> All there. right, whatever. Let's uh, yeah.
0: let, let's let's recap our parlay. Uh, let's let's just let's bring the pain. So, so we. Uh, so yeah. here's the recap. So go ahead. We had we hit two parlays in a row. So we had a four hundred dollar bet going. We were trying to win twenty two hundred. I had Oklahoma Sooners covering twenty thirty seven and a half. They won by like fifty something. Yeah. Easy cover. Easy. Easy money. And then Drew, you had the Ravens minus one and a half. Minus one and a half. Easy cover. Oh. Easy cover. They won by like fourteen. Yes. Then we had the over. I, I'm, hear, I'm hearing an echo. I, I swear if this, if this episode's messed up. Ugh. Anyway. Um, 50 and then, a half. 50 and a half. We had the over. The Saints versus the Buccaneers Sunday night. The Saints jump out to like a 21-point lead, and I'm like, Drew, we got it on lock. Like, there's so much time left. Brady's going to come back, tie this game in, in a jiff. They get down to like the oh. one-yard line. And they can't even punch it in.
1: First and goal on the one. You have Leonard Fournette and you have Tom Brady, who is the king, the king of quarterback sneaks.
0: And then it's just one possession after another for Tom Brady. After (sighs) another. After another. And then the parlay just falls apart all $2,200 no the final score was what 42 to 3 it was uh, it was bad something like that it was the Saints scored over 40 points and they didn't they'd miss the over on 50 and a half
1: yeah it was Oh. oh man and you know it was funny. We were looking at it live. And it's like, oh, we we basically just need 14 points a quarter to stay on par. Yeah. And at the end of the first quarter, at the with with like three minutes left in the first quarter, we get it's seven nothing. And then the Saints are about to score again. They fumble on the one yard line, and I'm like, oh, dude, this is brutal. Then they get the ball back, and instead of just letting the quarter run out, they still end up scoring <laughs> before the first quarter to get us our 14 points. I was like, oh, it's it, dude. It's a it's it's a lock. It's in the cards. Um. Yeah, and then the Saints decide to even like, you know, tease us a little bit in the third quarter when they're up 31, they look like they're just going to run the ball out, but then the next drive, like they put breeze back in the game and they're like actually trying to score and then they go into kill mode again. So a lot of emotions. I it Ugh. I'm yeah, dude. I was I I I mentally had all that money spent already. So this is Yes,
0: I know and that's that was our downfall. <sighs> so here we are back to our square one. Ten dollars on the next three teamer.
1: Um, hey, not not for nothing though. We are uh, we're picking at seventy five percent. If you break down each game individually, we're uh, and, uh, we are killing we're, nine, it. we're nine for twelve.
0: Yeah. So um, I'm gonna go back to the college ranks just because NFL just just tweaks me. Um, I, I'm looking at two games and I actually haven't picked one yet. I was gonna flip a coin and I don't even have a coin. But okay. um All right. which is awesome. You can um, flip your beer so, so I have Marshall over Middle Tennessee, 23 and a half. Marshall's ranked number 16. They've been they've been they've been slapping boys around. Or Coastal Carolina's minus 10 and a half on the road versus Troy. Coastal Carolina's been slapping boys around too. So okay. they're both noon games on Saturday. I like them both. It's either one of those jump. Ah, oh, shoot. I need. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Catch time by three. Cause I'm going to go. Me my coastal Carolina minus 10 and a half.
1: Well, rocket. They're,
0: they're ranked 15 right now. So minus 10 and a half coastal Carolina, lock it up. What What's your second leg?
1: Uh, all right. I kind of want to make Saturday night. Interesting. Um, you probably don't have these odds in front of you, and I couldn't find them. I'm gonna throw two. I'm gonna throw two things out there, just because I don't have the odds on there. I like Crawford to win by by TKO or stoppage. Okay. I don't know. What the, I don't know what those odds. If those odds are too crazy to where it's not worth betting. In the undercard, Joshua Franco is taking on Andrew Maloney, who his brother we just talked about last week fought in a way. Um, he's a dog. A, plus 145 this is a this is a revenge fight um franco gave maloney his only loss i i i want to i'm gonna take maloney to uh to win that fight so we'll see what the odds look like for crawford here you go they, here you go they, drew i got it right here what's 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 the odds for him to not to Ter- win by terrence TKO?
0: crawford by ko tko or dq is minus 240 Ah, oh, that's not that bad let's say crawford to win by tko ko tk or dq okay yeah, let's take that. So basically, you um, just just can't
1: go to the ca- to the cards. To the cards, yeah. For anyone that for anyone that wants does want some uh, some dog action though, I I like Maloney to to win that fight and uh, avenge his only loss. Okay. So that's a um, freebie. That's a freebie.
0: Okay, so let's do that. So we got we got Coastal Carolina. We got Terrence Crawford. Oh, this is this is turned out to be awesome. Oh yeah. Um, and then what else do we like? Then? <sighs>
1: You know, I, you know, I love these lines that look like trap games. Um, is it weird that the Cardinals are given two and a half to the Bills? Um, I know you got this thing where you like the Cardinals, so I would assume you would like the Cardinals to cover that. At uh,
0: home. That's a coin flip game. I, I do not know. Anything, that's why I always stay anything, away from the NFL, man. It's just I I'd never know.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the side. again, we, we we keep joking, like we, we we're a hundred percent on these thirty six. Should we just take games. the over in that game?
0: It's the highest over of the week, fifty six and a half. But like is there any reason that game shouldn't be like
1: 33-33? No, unless the Bills defense just completely stifles uh the Cardinals, but um do we think that actually would happen? No. I mean, you know we're money with these overs right now. Yeah, sure. yeah,
0: exactly. Sure. Well, what, I, so I don't know. What do you, What do you think? Should we just I'm take it over in that game? I'm trying to
1: see the yeah the rest of the landscape. Like Seahawks, Rams, I don't trust. Um, uh, the Steelers, yeah, right. After last about, week. do we trust the Packers to crush the Jaguars? Isn't that fourteen? What do you What do you 13,
0: have? Yeah, thirteen.
1: At home, uh, they really should, shouldn't they? with uh, is it are they still rooting for Luton down there? God, I don't I don't even know who's quarterback on that team
0: now. Jake Luton. It looks like he's set to start, Jake Luton. I mean, he had 300 yards in his in his debut. But I mean like the Packers should
1: roll, right? Uh... I don't know what do you um you know what I took it I took it last week I swayed us so I'll give you I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the call this week.
0: Oh dude I I I like I mean it's either the over and the Cardinals and Bills or the Packers to cover so.
1: I'm, 13's I'm, I'm, a
0: thirteen's a ton of points in the NFL. I,
1: I agree. Let's let's roll the over. Let's have something to do. Let's do the over let's, on, let's, on let's the Bills Cardinals for, again four oh five. Yeah I like it.
0: Yeah four oh five on Sunday.
1: Yeah we're gonna take the over so. Once again we're picking at seventy five percent. Not many uh not many sites uh can say that, so I like our odds. Yeah. Let's get this let's get this thing started again.
0: Yeah. Oh, let me finish beer number one. Done. Okay. Let me let me do the two two brew salute <sighs> on number two. Oh. Sprayed in the face again. Uh um I, I'm drinking a straw light. am um,
1: I'm, I'm kind of concerned that you don't know how to open a beer that you keep spraying yourself in the face. I feel like that's a uh, maybe. I like it. A hazard the job. Maybe. Well, I'm I not. Like de- it. I'm not denying that you don't enjoy getting sprayed in the face. I'm just saying I'm concerned that it's with you opening beers that it's happening.
0: Um, it's cross pollination. I like it. I like it all. all but right. sh- hey, straw is a uh, is a small brewery out in St. Mary's, PA. It's it's kind of like North Central PA. They're known for not using preservatives, um, and I've never had their light. They, they're, they're, they're known for their amber. Okay. This is a 96-calorie light beer.
1: Oh, all right. And watching this is, your, uh, this is watching warm... your figure, I like it. Yeah,
0: this is warmed up a little bit over the course of 37 minutes, and it is sufficiently crap. Okay. Not the best. Um, yeah. Anyway, We're really
1: getting some good slurpage over there, too, man. That's
0: uh, sprayed in the face. Slurpage. I'm all slurpage.
1: about it. Oh, dude, I love it. I got um, to I got to send you some of these broken skulls, man. These are God. These are so sweet.
0: You're just doing another broken skull. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, so segue into this Montreal screw job. Oh, yeah. You're so drinking, just to drinking the beer.
1: Oh, yeah. To get us started. Let's get a little uh, let's let's get a little promo music going.
0: The best there is, the best, best there was, was the, best the best there ever, ever will, be.
1: will be, undisputed, undeniable, Brett the Hitman Hart. So yeah, so 23-year so 20, 23 23 year anniversary of the
0: Montreal Screwjob. Screw if, if you don't know what it is, and I'm not an expert on it, but and honestly,
1: I think I just You're learned about be. it the
0: past like five years.
1: Okay. What do you, what do you know about it?
0: So so, basically, WCW was on the rise. Yes, Brett. I always want to say Brett Far. Brett Hart. Hart was. Don't you dare. Sorry, I love Bret Hart too. Bret Hart um was heading over to WCW. He was the current WWF champion. Yes. And like Vince McMahon just had nightmares of Brett carrying the WWF title. Because they already had like a rocky relationship, and he just had nightmares of Bret carrying the title over to WCW and just screwing over to the WWF. Yes, so, and, that,
1: and that stemmed from earlier in the year, former female WWF champion um, Alondra Blaze, who more was known in WCW as Medusa, showed up on Nitro with the women's title and threw it in the trash can.
0: Yeah, so what they did was um, basically... Brett Favre was put in a submission. Brett, Favre, Brett, Hart, Brett Hart was put God. was put in a sub, I'm I'm the worst. Brett Hart was put in a submission move, and the referee like immediately said that he tapped, and they took the belt away from Brett. And Brett did not know that they were going to do this. He, yes. he thought he was to win the match, and so he was. He and he's he's Canadian, so I mean, it was in Montreal on his home yes. turf. Survivor Series, blaze '97. Of, instead of a him going out in a blaze of glory, they totally screwed him over. Um. So so what what I know you have a lot more detail. Oh. What's the rest
1: of the detail? I am. That? Be ready because I am gonna zapruder. Fil- am I saying that right? Zapruder. Zapruder. I, think I am so. gonna zapruder film the shit out of this thing. Um. There's a whole there. Yeah. This this whole thing was more than just a couple of days leading up or the night of the event. Um, you know, to set the, like J.O. said, to set the scene, you know, we're this all goes back to the fall of 1996. And just to set the stage there, 96, you got, for any any, any wrestling fans out there, WCW was white hot. Um, the NWO was probably the coolest thing. Even if you weren't a wrestling fan, you knew what the NWO was. Everybody was rocking the t-shirts. um New 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 world order. Oh yeah, um, Hulk Hogan infamously at the Bash of the Beach, you know, lifelong babyface turns turns heel, turns his back on WCW and joins the Outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, which most people know are Razor Ramon and Diesel, who left the WWF mid ninety six and jump shit to WCW. A couple other yeah you know, well known wrestlers followed one two three Kid Million Dollar Man. Um, Kurt Henning, these guys are all joining WCW. So, WWF's hurting. They're they're losing the Monday Night Wars, right? Nitro versus Raw. Um, you know, they lost for 83 straight weeks. I forget. This is probably early in the stage. Um, 83 straight weeks? Oh, I didn't know yeah. That. So, Eric Bischoff, yeah, he's got a podcast 83 weeks, and that's off of the term of they won 80. <laughs> 80 they won the ratings war 83 straight weeks. Um, yeah, so, so they were hurting. So, um, October 21st, 1996. This is where it starts. Bret Hart signs a 20-year contract with the WWE. So, coming off his WrestleMania 12 loss in March of 96, Bret takes a little sabbatical. His contract expires. He's in talks with WCW. They're trying to get him. Um, Vince McMahon is desperate. There's no way he can lose another guy to WCW. So, he signs Bret to a 20-year deal, rumored to be around $10.5 million. So, it's gonna fluctuate from when he's a wrestler, and then he's gonna work with the company on the back end. Um, WCW did make him an offer, and he jokingly told Eric Bischoff that he would jump ship if he could get Hulk Hogan's contract plus one penny, because they had a beef dating back to 1993. So that's where it starts. Um, then you have February 13th, 1997, Raw Thursday, Thursday, and this is a this is a pivotal pivotal point. Of what really starts the shift between what happens at Survivor Series. Shawn Michael, the whole time Brett came back, the whole the whole thought was that him and Shawn were going to fight again. They they fought at WrestleMania 12 in an Iron Man match. Shawn Michael's goes over, wins the belt. Brett was going to get his rematch at WrestleMania 13. He was going to get the belt and then he was going to drop it again to Shawn later on in the year and kind of cement him as the guy going forward. So, for anyone that knows Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels isn't exactly a fan of, you know, losing his belt. So, somehow he has this knee injury that shows up out of nowhere on this Thursday night event when he's supposed to fight Psycho Sid. And this is the infamous speech where Shawn Michaels, he loses his friggin' smile. That is literally what this grown-ass man came out and said to the fans that he's forfeiting his title because he lost his smile. Did you, did you, did you watch this? Do you remember that?
0: He lost his
1: smile? No. Yeah, exactly, right? You sound bewildered. That's what he came out and said on the mic, that he lost his smile, so he... Uh, he wasn't going to be wrestling for a while, so this this set Brett off. He was pissed off. He was like, "This guy's just faking this injury because he doesn't want to drop the belt to me at WrestleMania 13." So now those plans have to change. Um, you know, yeah. You know, Michaels meanwhile is like jumping three, jumping the uh, the ring steps, three four steps at a time. But then he's saying he's got a knee injury, and yeah, check, check out check check YouTube that thing because that's well worth a watch of that Crybaby. Um, so they got to change plans. WrestleMania 13, then Bret Hart ends up fighting Steve Austin, famous I Quit match. Um mm. that that pretty much set Austin on fire. Bret turns heel. Um you know, so now the wheels are in motion where Bret's going to be this bad guy. He turns on America and he's going to be this Canadian hero. Um May then, you know, May 1997 hits. Shawn Michaels magically is able to wrestle again. This is a guy he was going to have a career-ending knee injury. He lost his smile, whatever the hell that means. He shows up in May. He starts doing moonsaults off the top ropes. Now he's ready to wrestle again. Um, him and Brett get into a couple altercations as part of the part of the storylines. Uh, and then May twelfth on a Raw, Shawn and Brett have a promo together. Um, Brett's in a wheelchair, and it's post Raw's supposed to end with Brett getting up and basically calling Sean a big puss, and Sean's supposed to super kick him out of the chair, and then they're supposed to go off the air. Somehow Brett misses the cue to do that, and they they go off TV without it being seen. They end up they, they end up doing it, but only the live crowd sees it. So Sean, now Sean's livid, thinking that Brett's just trying to screw with him. So these guys are working themselves into this backstage shoot, and then all this animosity is building up between the two of them. The next week, so, Sean then retaliates, and they have another promo they're doing, and Sean makes an infamous comment to Brett that we all know you've had some sunny days lately. So, anybody that like, remembers- Like, Sonny, oh yeah, the the,
0: yeah. the chick?
1: Yeah, Sonny, the original WWE uh, diva. So, basically, he's on the promo. I wish I had some sunny days oh, back when oh, I was 12 dude, watching roll, her. Roll friggin' tide, man. She was a smoke show. Um, yeah, sunny! so- Oh, yeah. So he, uh, so on the top on the Titantron, live on the air with, and that wasn't like that wasn't scripted, so nobody knew. He says that comment and, like, so Brett's in the ring with the Heart Foundation, and they're all looking like, what's he talking about? So needless to say, Brett gets home, goes home, uh, you know, after all, and gets quite the earful from his wife asking him what's going on between him and Sonny. So. Yikes. Brett's, you know, so Brett's obviously, oh God. Yeah. So, and I mean, not that you could blame Brett if that was actually the case, because like I said, roll tide on Sunny, bro. She's actually, she actually just got out of jail recently. Um, shockingly yeah, enough. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is just awesome. And then I think she actually ended up back in jail shortly thereafter. Um, so yeah, so that, Naturally. again, that, that's building it up. Um, and then uh, G- June 13th, Brett and Sean get into an actual fight in the locker room. So Brett hasn't seen Sean since the sunny days comment. Um, they run into each other in the locker room. Brett says something to him about it. And Sean just gives him some smart ass remark. Brett goes, how, how long are we before the
0: Montreal screw job d- at this point? So we're in like June.
1: A- That's what I'm saying. This, this, this built man. We're in What's June. It, what, what, the, okay. And then Montreal happens in November. Okay. But uh, this all this it all builds up to why it had to happen. Okay. So Brett then ends up, you know, mind my, my Brett. Brett and Sean start fighting. Brett basically whoops his ass. Um, you know, Sean. Sean doesn't have the best reputation of being a, an actual an actual tough guy in real life. Um, so not only does he be, does he does he get some good licks in, but he basically is like throwing him around like a rag doll by his hair and rips. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He rips a clump of hair out. So Michaels picks it up off the ground stomps into Vince McMahon's office. They're having a creative meeting, throws the hair down on his desk and says, this is an unsafe working environment. I'm not doing this anymore. And everybody's going crazy about what is going on, what happened. Um, And so they basically, so Sean leaves, they basically tell him not to come back to TV. Um, So he's off for a while. Brett wins. Brett ends up winning the title from the undertaker at SummerSlam in August Shawn Michaels is a special guest referee, infamously tries to hit Brett with the chair, he ducks, nails Taker, Brett gets the win. So now Brett, for the fifth time, is the WWE champion. Um, September 22nd, Vince McMahon, before we all, tells Brett Hart that he has to breach the 20-year contract that he just signed, not even a year's gone by, and he says, I can't afford to pay anymore, WD- WCW, is just they're hurting us too bad. Um, if I keep if we keep your contract, we're gonna go out of business. Um, you know, he tells Brett, if the WCW contract is still available, you should go take it. So Brett, they don't they don't do anything at that point. They're still kind of still kind of in the air. He's kind of taken aback that after not even a year, Vince is already kind of going back on his deal. Um, two weeks go by. Now it's the the table set that Brett's gonna it's, it's known that Brett's gonna face Sean. Sean beat the undertaker in a hell in a cell match. Uh, You're you, that. You probably remember Kane, Kane shows up. The undertaker mm-hmm. is a brother cost taker. The match. Sean's the number one contender. Vince tells Brett that Sean's they're going to fight the, the, the match. The finish is going to be Sean going over to take the belt. Um, you know, Brett meets with Sean. He lets him know. He's like, Hey, I talked to Vince, you know, you know, I know we've had some, we've had some issues. You don't have to worry. We're going to be professional in the ring. And I'm happy to put you over. And then Sean, of course, being Sean Michael, says, yeah, I appreciate that, but I wouldn't do the same for you if the shoe were on the other foot. So now Brett's friggin' livid that this little this little shit's gonna sit here and disrespect me as I'm about to be going my way out and give me some stuff like that. So he tells Vince, he's like, I'm not putting him over. Figure, figure something else out because it's not happening. Um, over the next week, him and him and Vince have more contract talks. And again, he tells him, you know, leverage, leverage the DLF here, go back to WCW. If you can get it, Brett calls Eric Bischoff. They're able to work out a two and a half million dollar deal. He didn't want, he doesn't want to leave. So he calls Vince. He's like, listen, just give me a reason to stay. And you know, I, you feel like Vince really just wanted to get out of the contract, whether it was just the creative or just the money was really hurting him. He was like, dude, use your, think with your head, not with your heart. Um, he gives them like a bunch of rundowns about what the creative will be, which is basically for the next three months, you're just going to lose to Sean on a bunch of TV events. So Brett eventually does what he has to do. And he signs with WCW still with me. This is, this is a thing, man. This is okay. I'm telling you, it's, yep. it's in the weeds. So now, now we're set. We're about two weeks away from the pay-per-view weeks go by. They're pitching all, they keep just pitching ways that Brett can drop the belt to Sean and Brett just keeps saying, "I told you, I'm not doing that." He's like, "You know, Sean didn't show me the respect to, that I deserve. I'm not dropping the belt to him. Thinking of something else because Brett, now in Brett's contract, he had th- creative control over the last 30 days of the deal, which means he had to sign off on any creative that had to do with him. So, contractually, they couldn't tell him what he had to do. So they had to figure something out. Um, one week before the show, they still don't have, they still can't get Brett to agree to drop this belt to Sean." Um, so there's, there, you know, for whatever reason, there's a meeting of the minds between Vince McMahon, Vince Russo, Jim Cornette, um, Shawn Michaels is in the room and Triple H. If anybody knows Triple H, he eventually ends up marrying Vince McMahon's daughter in real life. So he's kind of in the fold. Um, and Triple H famously says, F him. If he won't do business, we'll do business for him. And that kind of sets the motion that, we might screw this guy. Um, you know, they keep trying to pitch things to Brett. He keeps saying, no, I'm not dropping the belt. Um, November 4th comes, Vince says, Brett, Brett, you can, you can retain the title. We'll have Sean do something the next night to, uh, you know, we'll have him cheat to win. And kind of the whole thing was not only was he not one to drop the belt to Sean, he didn't want to lose the belt in his last match match in Canada. Cause he was a that. He, he truly was, uh, a hero in Canada. Um, You know, the Hart family has strong roots there. They had a whole federation and that's the big thing. Um, And again, you already kind of, you already touched on it. The biggest concern here is Vince is just terrified that if Brett, they don't get the belt off Brett at the survivor series, the next night on Nitro, he's going to show up there with the title, which would just be the nail in the coffin for them at that point. Um, The night before the show, Brett starts getting suspicious that something's up. He requests that he needs to have Earl Hebner, who's a close friend of his, be the referee because he trusts him. Um, at that night, H- Gerald Briscoe, who's one of Vince McMahon's right-head man, and he's a former wrestler and is a, a real-life tough guy, he actually ends up having a meeting with Sean and starts showing him some holds to protect himself. So all this stuff's already in play that this might they might go down and screw him. Um, so he's showing Sean some moves in case Breck gets pissed after it happens and starts just beating <laughs> the crap out of him. Um... <laughs> So now the day, that, uh, yeah, this is a real dude. This is a real thing, man. The day of the show, so Brett meets with Vince. Um, at the same time that all this is kind of going on, Brett's actually filming for a documentary called Wrestling with Shadows. It's actually, it's a good watch if anybody you know that's a big wrestling fan hasn't seen it. He's got a mic on, so under his shirt he has a mic for the documentary. Which whether or not he forgot to turn it off, no one really knows. But he goes into this meeting with Vince th- the day of the show. And you in on, on the documentary, you can they actually play this for you. Vince agrees. He's like, listen, we'll do a DQ. You know, you can drop the belt the next night, however you want. Because Brett just wanted to forfeit the title the next night and leave. That's basically how he wanted to handle it. Um So that's that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a big schmaz, the Hart Foundation, DX, they're gonna come out. They're all gonna be fighting, so the match is gonna end in disqualification. Brett keeps the belt. Um Vince tells Brett because of you know, the animosity between the two as part of the storyline. He's not going to be a commentary. He's going to be ringside overseeing the fight, which should have been another clue to Brett that something was going to happen because why would Vince do that? Um, so right after that meeting, Brett and Sean, they work through the match. And when they do that, you know, the reason why a lot of people say Bret Hart's the best there is, the best or was, the best or will be is the way he laid out matches. He was just such a great a great storyteller, a great technician. He comes up with the spot that he's Shawn Michaels is going to get him in his own finisher, the sharpshooter. The sharpshooter. Yes. Which Brett
0: basically twist up all of his legs. Yeah.
1: Which Brett's then going to reverse. And then that's gonna start the second half of the match, and then they're gonna have the Schmaz. So that that spot gave them the window to go ahead and pull the screw off. Um right before the match starts, as Earl Hebner's walking out, about to walk out to the ring. Gerald Briscoe, so the guy that's basically showing Sean how to defend himself before he gets the crap beat out of him, he grabs Earl Hebner and says, When Sean gets him in the sharpshooter, you go motion to ring the bell. And Hebner's just like, What? And he's like, Ring the bell. And so Hebner's, from everything I can see, Hebner's walking into the ring scared shitless because he knows if he doesn't do this, he's getting fired. Um, They have the match. Um, you know, they're brawling in the crowd, you know, every, you know, crowds going nuts for Brett. They're just booing the shit out of Sean. Um, the spot happens. Sean gets him in the sharpshooter. Earl Hubner gets up, goes to call it. Vince McMahon starts yelling at the bellkeeper. That's something, a new fact that I learned Vince had his son, Shane McMahon in the truck, ready to cue the music because this all happened so quickly. So it had to seem seamless. So they had this whole thing worked out exactly when it was going to go down Sean's music goes, Brett breaks the hole, maybe within three seconds, and he's just looking around like, what is going and on? He's
0: just looking around like, what, what uh, yeah. just happened? and he's just like, like what the, are you talking yeah. about? Yeah,
1: and he's like, they did it. They screwed me. Um, Sean's playing it off, so the only people, so the people that knew about this were Vince McMahon, Shawn Michaels, Jerry Briscoe, and... Shane, did I say Shane? Shane McMahon. Those four, and I'm assuming Triple H knew because him and, him and Sean, the click, you know, they, whatever you want yeah. to say about those guys. So those are the four that knew about it. So Vince tells Sean, pretend like you don't know about it. I want all the heat on me. I don't want it on you. So Brett immediately gets up. Vince is ringside. He spits the biggest loogie you've ever seen in your life. Bam. Pinpoint right in Vince McMahon's eye. If you watch some of the, the highlights <laughs> about this, you can just see it. Um, he then goes out and starts destroying all of the like AV equipment. <laughs> poor those the the poor Spanish announce tables destroy. He is just <laughs> dude. He's just going on a rampage.
0: Were there that many Spanish people watching? I guess there were uh, wrestling. Yeah, was huge. yeah, there dude. probably was. Yeah,
1: um, dude. Ninety dude. They were Raw and Nitro back then were averaging ten million viewers a week. Think about that. 10 million viewers a week. That's like what That's like what the NFL gets on like a bad... I was say, Thursday. that's probably
0: like the Mo- Monday Night Football. They probably that's were crazy. getting like in like comparison, numbers. comparison, and
1: like wrestling is one of the most watched shows now, and they only get about 2 million viewers, and that's on a good night. 10 million on Monday Night, on Monday, the Monday Night Wars. Dude, it was nuts. Um, so he destroys all this stuff, and then he, in the air, he puts WCW since that's where he's going. Um, so that completes the screw job. Now, wait. Now, that it's not over yet. So they go backstage. Brett, for whatever reason, and this is the one thing that never made any sense. They have Brett and Sean in the same, the same like dressing room, like after this fight, which is not. I
0: just recently watched a um an interview with Undertaker about this. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I'm getting to that. Yeah, so so Brett and Sean are in the locker room, and you know there was you know some Heart Foundation guys. Rick Rude was there. Um, God rest his soul. Basically, all the Heart Foundation because they're all dead as well. Um, yeah. And Brett Brett's asking him. He's like, Sean, were you in all that? And Sean, and he's like, Nah, man. Swear to God, I had nothing to do with it. Um, he's like, I was. I'm just as pissed that that happened. Um, and he asked him again, and he's like, Nah, man. That's that's what happened. So, um, you know, Vince Vince then starts making his walk. There's there's some conflicting stories. Um, some people say that the the Undertaker wasn't happy. Bad. The Undertaker is basically Undertaker and Brett were boys. Yeah, but not only that, but like the, the Undertaker was like the locker room general. Like yes. he, he ran the, he ran the boys. He was, he, he was the liaison
0: between the yes. locker room and, and the suits.
1: And yeah. so, you know, so Undertaker basically, yeah. So he,
0: he said, let, the, and from what he said, all, all of the whole locker room was, was ready to just go knock down. They the were. Defense's yeah. Door. A lot of the, a the lot whole of, locker room was like, what the hell?
1: Yeah. The next night, like Mick Foley didn't go to raw the next night. A lot of these guys were like, yeah, like this is absurd. um What happened? So, you know, Taker's pissed. So McMahon, Jerry Briscoe, uh, Bruce Pritchard, and Shane McMahon, they make the long walk down the hallway and they go in the they go in the locker room to talk to Brett. Brett's in the shower. Uh, Davy Boy Smith uh tells him that Vince is here. Brett just like soaking wet and naked, comes out of the shower and just looks at him and says, Tell him to he's like, get the hell out of here. If you're still here when I get out, I'm knocking you out. Um, you know, Vince, he stays there. Brett gets out, showers, dries off, Uh, you know, they have some back and forth. Brett puts his knee brace down, buttons his shirt, and completely cold-cocks McMahon. Knocks him out. Undertaker said Vince McMahon said, Brett
0: like you did de- like you you deserve it take your shot so, okay all and, right so that and, and he like took it like a man yeah and, all right
1: all right so that's so then and, that's from Taker. I'll, I'll i guess brett that.
0: hart said that it was an
1: uppercut and, and the taker was like i think it was more of a looping overhand right yeah well the way brett yeah, just crushed well the way brett <laughs> described it was that he uppercutted him up the chin and like knocked him to the floor but he did have a he did have a black eye and was knocked he was literally knocked out from this punch um yeah so yeah, so that and it's,
0: and taker said he was like I don't know how that punch got through he's like there was oh yeah like, there was like three so or four many people, people trying to break them up oh, in yeah. between them and somehow that punch just got right through and landed
1: yeah so so that was the screw job man and the uh you know that's where we landed um yeah you know, Vince told the boys, you know, because they were all pissed. He's like, you know, I did what I had to do to protect the company. And now, did Bret Hart
0: go to WCW and, and did he come back to WWE? No. Well, I mean, he, like...
1: came, he came back to WF like 10 years later for like... what I thought. Yeah, I mean, it was more of just like a, he had a reconciliation with Sean on Raw. Um, he... He had a street fight with Vince McMahon because he – so he had to retire because Bill- – The
0: street fight. Oh, my gosh. I
1: forgot Yeah, I he did. Because uh, for – yeah, for anybody's up. So Brett's career ended because Goldberg actually kicked – literally kicked him in the face and gave him like a terrible concussion to the point where he couldn't wrestle anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so – yeah so that was that was the end of his career there and, and things never really worked out in WCW they they just didn't know they didn't know how to use him like they yeah they um they just weren't great at creative and like thinking you know thinking yeah they
0: out. had like a whole attitude thing going and Brett was just such more of just like a sh- like a Straightforward technician. Yeah, he, yeah. Like, he told
1: stories in the ring, and that's not like what they did. They were more, yeah, uh, yeah they were more reality more based. Like which which and... the WWF basically then took, and um, right, you know, and they, you know, this is how savvy McMahon is too. McMahon would write letters. So, so T and so TNT, Ted Turner owned WCW, which you know Turner brought the, the Turner Turner Spectrum of Corporations. They're publicly traded, right? So McMahon owned WWE, and at the time they were private, you know, privately owned company. McMahon would write letters to stockholders and shareholders of 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 Turner, like highlighting the raunchy and like inappropriate things that WCW was doing on TV to get them to like complain and and get Eric Bischoff to have to stop doing that, which is just complete genius. Um, And then Vince basically just copied what they did and just did it a lot better and happened to have the hottest guy you know at that time, Steve Austin, who just became. A sensation so yeah but yeah so that's the screw job um you know brett was never the same you know he never really got over that brett brett the you know, what brett's really well known for is he he took his his character his work and his career very seriously and maybe to his own detriment but that again that comes from his entire family was wrestling like his dad started um canadian stampede wrestling in um in canada so from the day he was born, he was inbred in it and, you know, just took it incredibly seriously. So,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, man, I told you it was it, 23 years ago, oof. man. So crazy. And people are still talking about it. It's, uh, you know, yep. it, it made wrestling. Some people ask the question, was it actually, was it actually a work and were Brett and Vince actually in on this to, as a ploy to get Brett paid and to start the motion to put WCW out of business. So, Nobody really knows. It's It's been thrown out there. Scott Hall, who we'll talk about in a minute probably, he infamously says, oh, Brett totally knew it was happening because when he did WCW at the end of the match, he did it backwards because that's how the TV would catch it, like frontwards. And he, he Scott Hall always says, if you're really in this big emotional state and you're so upset and you're destroying stuff, why how would you have the mental capacity to think, oh, geez, I need to do this backwards <laughs> so that the fans can see what it is? But neither here nor there so so that's the screw job man huh consider yourself well educated
0: yeah so we we had planned on talking about this so we we had thrown out to social media and everything um some of our listeners for their top five wrestlers and drew has them all favorite wrestlers
1: what did i say you just said top five wrestlers yeah, t- they're top yeah, five favorite yeah. wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, because I think, yeah, you know, this... Th- slight thing. Well, it was
0: interesting because a, a lot of the... I'm going to call out my my boy,
1: my neighbor, Tim Morrell. I told him, send send your top
0: five. Well, it's he a little... Send his top five. Anyone
1: that didn't send it in, they're at a loss because uh, right after we're done talking about this and going through the top five favorites, we're doing our first giveaway, my man. So anyone that yeah. entered, they're, they're in the contest. Their names are in the... Uh, the infamous uh, Luke Bryan hat, and someone's gonna win something pretty, pretty sweet in about five minutes. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. A lot of our, a lot of the guy people that submitted said this was this was harder than picking the Mount Rushmore wrestlers because I think that's kind of more. It's your top five, yeah, just your top well,
0: favorite. Let's let me and you do our top five first. Yeah, so let me you, know, you I, go I'll, first. I'll go
1: first. Yeah, I'm always making you go first. So my my top five, uh, Bret Hart hands down number one. Love that dude. Um, I loved him so much, the fact that I never even rooted for Steve Austin because I was so pissed that Austin used to screw with Brett for all those years and cost the title. So um, I missed that train. My number two was Sting, man. I I was a big Sting. Maybe it's because they had the same finisher, um, but Mm. Blonde Surfer Sting was the man. Um, He was awesome. But, man, when he went Crow Sting, like, he never even – he didn't step in the ring for a year, and he was the hottest thing going in wrestling next to the NWO. So – Loved me some Sting. Give me a big old bag of Sting any day of the week. Uh, number three, The Rock. I mean, dude, the, I, I still can't believe The Rock is this like you know billionaire movie star now. He, mm-hmm. dude, he, nobody, nobody had the mic skills that guy had. He was an awesome performer, um, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, he had no problem losing the. I feel like every when I went back and watched a bunch of stuff, I feel like The Rock was always losing, and he was still like he was still over like Rover. Yeah. Um, my number four is uh, Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall. Uh, oh, nice. Dude, I was always a big Razor fan, but um, I, I was in on the NWO. The day Scott Hall showed up in WCW, I was like, yes. Um, I, I always liked Scott. Uh, I always thought it was kind of – I never understood why he never became heavyweight champion in WWF or WCW. Um, but, yeah, dude, he was awesome. Uh, and number five, uh, I had to go Hogan. Um I mean, dude, he's such a staple. I, you know, if you if you learn the inner workings of of wrestling, you realize he was kind of a dick, and uh, he, he never wanted he never wanted to put anyone over or ever lose. Um, but I can say I've probably cried ten times in my lifetime, and I vividly remember one of them being uh, when the Undertaker tombstoned him on a steel chair at Survivor Series number <laughs> one or Survivor Series '91, and he lost the title. I was like a distraught little kid. I, I didn't even I didn't even enjoy Thanksgiving dinner the night the next night, and that's my that's my favorite dinner of the holidays. So oh, uh, me too. that's my five. I was desperately trying to get Diamond Dallas Page in there because oh nice dude, was DB, dude DDP up. was so
0: great. Self high five. The, oh
1: yeah, dude, the cutter was awesome, and the dude when he cutter. when he put that diamond in the air, dude the crowd went nuts. I just oh, I couldn't yeah. put him over Hogan like I I just couldn't. But honorable mention to DDP. Who you got? Yeah. So I didn't rank
0: them. I just got my top five. Right. It's Taker, Taker, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, The Rock, and Razor
1: Ramon. Oh, so, look, look, Ra- Razor's getting some love, man. I love dude, it, dude. You know what?
0: Razor Ramon I, in, in the pool as a like I would always Razor Ramon my brother and sister in in the pool, and so that was always when fun. you when you say the Ra- Razor the Razors. I was gonna edge, say when you say edge, Razor yeah, yeah, Ramon sorry. them. Do you mean no, Razor's I, edge. I would Razor's Edge them in the pool? All right, all right, and in and, and eighth grade the rock I I would in eighth grade I would wear like a like a, a Nike sleeve oh God and I, I, I and I would like take it off and like dude oh, that is so great <laughs> oh yeah so cringe but well, what's so and what's, awesome. what's, all,
1: what's funny about the rock just quick quick fact the uh the people's elbow was a rib so like he like jokingly did that one day and like warm-ups and like someone dared him to do it and he did it at a house show and dude like the the fans went nuts and so that stupid move became his finisher. Just from this, uh, a random, basically a random dare. I think Delo Brown is the one who dared him to do that.
0: I was going to bring him up. Oh, uh, los good. Dilo was great.
1: He was the frog splash. He right? was with the. He wore the. Uh, oh, he yeah. wore that like uh, loaded chest pad. Yeah. Yeah. When he delivered it. Um,
0: so. so my honorable mentions were. I know you're going to love all these guys, but Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh yeah. Beast from the East. Big Van Vader. It's
1: time.
0: The only guy who to hold titles in, like, four continents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was big in Japan. Something like that. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who I have a signed two-by-four from Hacksaw Jim Duggan in my basement. Yeah. And I was a big Lex Luger guy when oh, I first God. started out. God. Really liked Lex Luger when I first started The Rebels Rack. I, that, I would do that to my siblings as well, Re- the Rebels Rack.
1: The Torture Rack?
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's yeah, a, the Rebels Rack oh, was... Well, is that what they called him when he was in WCW?
1: The Rebels Rack? No, it was the Torch Rack in WCW. Oh, who did the Rebels Rack? I don't think, I think you're making that up, to be honest with you. I have no idea what ah. that is. Ah, okay, the that's all right, though. Yeah, you know, it was funny, Luger, uh, you know, he left WCW to do that bodybuilding thing, um, I forget what that was, that bodybuilding federation, and then Vince got him, and he wanted him to be the next Hulk Hogan, and he just didn't have it, man, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, dude, not not bad. I, I if if somehow Rodman would count, I could throw him in since technically he was a wrestler in WCW, and we know I'm a big Dennis Rodman guy. But uh ah, I'm still upset I didn't get DDP in there. Um, but that's our top yeah. five. So yeah, so uh, we we got some good ones here. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the guys everyone who kind of put it in. So first, I'm gonna go. Uh, Tory Tory White had uh, his top his top five: Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Macho Man, ooh yeah, Randy ooh, Savage, yeah. Oh, man. The uh, nope, nobody did a promo. Snap into a Slim Jim. Nobody did a promo, promo on cocaine like the Macho Man, bro. Um, <laughs> and Razor Ramon, dude. We got three razors off the bat. I'm, I'm loving this. Um,
0: hey, yo, Chico, Maddie, the bad guy. Maddie,
1: Cree Edge, Edge as his number one, man. And this was, you know, we stopped. And then we talked about it. like you stopped, probably stopped watching a little bit earlier than I did. I stopped around 2001. So I missed. I
0: stopped, I stopped right I stopped right, there, yeah. right around there. Like, so I, I I missed yeah.
1: this whole edge phenomenon, but me too, uh, we got yeah. a couple of edge people. Um, edge Steve, Steve Austin X Pac. I like I like the X Pac yeah, pick. Um, uh, I don't like the uh, HBK pick here because obviously wow. he lost a smile. I wasn't an HBK yeah, K- guy loser. either. Yeah. Um. And the Dudley boys. So I. I. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna let it fly. I didn't want to do tag teams, otherwise Legion of Doom would have been in there for me for obvious reasons. But uh. Yeah. That's a solid list. Uh Jimmy Jimmy Montone, the most uh out eligible swinging D from Harrisburg. He left gave us uh Stone Cold, Undertaker, Hogan, the Nature Boy, Woo, Ric Flair, Woo. and then we got another stinger in there. That's that's solid. Uh, there you go. your neighbor Joey Aces emailed uh emailed the show.
0: Uh real name Joe Acres, but for he's, wrestling he's purposes we're in home Joey Ace. From now, from now my boy from
1: Maryland uh sting another hbk boo the big valbowski val venus i love that um which is then followed up by d malenko not sure how that those two go together and then uh, finally man buff Bagwell. that is if, if, if i wasn't doing a if i wasn't doing a random drawing for this giveaway i'd probably go with this guy uh that is tremendous uh uh, let's see. Our buddy uh, buddy Teddy over from the last they were the Wednesday Night Recap uh, pod. Uh, we got Bret Hart, again, another staple. Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, another edge. And, uh, man, the uh, 30 years going strong, Chris Jericho, another guy who I just – I didn't really catch. You just made the list. I didn't, yeah, I didn't catch I him.
0: Uh, I missed his whole career too. He was basically. great in
1: WCW at the end when he started just becoming a heel and just like making fun of everybody. I remember when he did the uh, – Steve Malenko was the man of a thousand holds and Jericho was like, well, I'm the man of a thousand five holds. And he just started, he just started <laughs> repeating the same holds on the middle of nitro. Um, Jericho's great. Let's see. Uh, Kevin, Kevin T we got Bret Hart, Steve Austin, Hogan, take a rock, uh, Jimmy B another, another, uh, another fellow Potter, another wrestling savant, Bret Hart, man, all the, all, all the wrestling savants got Bret Hart at one. I like these guys, uh, Austin, Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, he's a newer guy. Um, hmm. Yeah, he's he's a, he's one of the best in the world today. Our second Macho Man. Um, I was expecting more wow. Macho Mans, to be honest with you. Um, huh. Mia, we got Undertaker. Ooh, the legend Mick Foley. You get pick. Nice. Take your pick between him, between Cactus Jack, Mankind, and Dude Love, man. Dude Love. Uh, oh yeah. That guy was a psycho. If you, if you want to see some absolutely crazy shit, go watch a Mick Foley. Some Mick Him Foley and Terry
0: movie. Funk? Oh, boy. Oh my God.
1: Him and Triple H had some fucking insane stuff. That guy got thrown off the hell in the cell so many times. How he's even walking is shocking. Um, She's got an HBK, so my opinion this list just went down the hill. Uh, Stone Cold and then The Rock. Tony, we got Stone Cold. Undertaker, we got Kane, our first Kane sighting. Ooh, Chris Benoit who uh you know had some controversy himself but great technician another Canadian guy and then oh man Rey Mysterio right that's that's on the watch yeah Ray Mysterio he yeah uh dude prime ray mysterio WCW was great um and then our friends at the McDonalds uh Janine and Sean they gave us their combined top 5 we got Taker Brett, Sting Stone Cold and uh an ECW legend Sabu oh wow that's dude that's, well that's, done, that's yeah that is well done um yeah so i kind of looked at it from the list i think our i think the consensus listener top five would be i, I brett's obviously there i mean we had him a bunch austin without question um mm-hmm. rocks on there probably the most four and five i think taker and hogan probably take it here based on yeah based probably. on the majority but yeah Razor, Razor Ramon got more love than I thought Razor
0: Ramon, Edge, and um Sting. Yeah, those were, guys was probably like a tie for five. Yeah,
1: those guys could all take a uh, take a run there. But um yeah, that was fun. I uh, yeah, appreciate everybody reaching out and throwing in. It was it was interesting seeing some of these come in and once again, jo- Joey Aces, kudos to you for uh, being a big <laughs> being a big Buff Bagwell fan, man. You're 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 the one guy that's keeping him in uh in business on prowrestlingtees.com probably. <laughs> So we're um, gonna do. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a first giveaway here. So, uh, I got, so
0: what is our giveaway gonna our be? Our giveaway
1: is gonna be um, a WWE t-shirt from Homage.com. So anybody, uh, Homage is a, a new. It's a t-shirt company based out of Ohio. Um, they kind of blew up when uh, infamously LeBron James wore their Undertaker t-shirt in that uh, that famous shot where he's sitting on the uh, gym floor down three-one with his headphones on. Um, Against the Warriors, so there I I probably have 40 of these T-shirts. They're super comfortable. So, whoever whoever gets picked out of this hat, you're gonna get a free homage T-shirt coming your way. Gotta listen to the pod and DM DM us your size. So here we go. You ready? All right, our winner is drum roll. Teddy is the winner of the homage oh, wow. T-shirt. Big Ted gets the gets the win so i uh congratulations I, first winner I, I see a bret hart shirt in his future i can tell you that much so uh um, nice yeah we're gonna try to come up with some more more fun stuff i tell you if uh if it wasn't for tom brady everybody would be getting the t-shirt that submitted oh, uh, questions
0: but damn you tom brady not here there so you got you got a little All rapid right, fire hey, one, hey, yeah hey to close this out um we're just having too much fun that to, to end this oh, this is great here, man but i i got um i got about a dozen Points that I wrote down, and there honestly there could have been a dozen more, but I had to stop myself. What do we got? And, and these are just kind of rapid fire, just things I remember from the '90s, and and I wanted to get your, your quick reaction to him because you probably know more of the backstory about it than I do. Oh but yeah,
1: you remember Doink the Clown? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what that was. Oh man, back back when the WWE was still doing the gimmick stuff. Yeah, Doink was, was great. Nuts. He was actually was nuts. Funny, funny. So, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Well, my... my well, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, he was
1: actually played by two... He, well, I say played. He actually was two different guys, too, that played. I can't remember their names. Oh, really? Yeah, so... Yeah, so hey, two different so, people. The thing the I plan.
0: wanted to bring up about him is Remember he had that. Dink. Midget. Dink. Uh, Dink. Midget oh, I didn't even look. have Dink. to say yeah. it. Yeah, Dink.
1: Doink and Dink, and, bro. And um, remember they had that midget match? With Bam Bam at Survivor Series. Him and... Was it, oh, and, it was Bam Bam? It I couldn't remember. Yeah, because Doink kept screwing with Bam Bam, and it was Doink and three midgets versus... um Or I guess is that... In, yeah. No, well, tiny people. Then, uh, tiny, little people. Yeah, and yeah. then... Ba- I can't remember who Bam Bam's team At the time, they called them midgets. Yeah, I can't remember who Bam Bam's team was, but yeah, it was Doink I and the three. Yeah, I don't
0: remember either, man. W- weren't they females?
1: No, uh, Luna Vashon oh. might have been in the match because she was managing Bam Bam. Oh, at the Luna Vashon! It was like the ninety. Were... For anyone that wants to fact check, it was the ninety. Oh man, was it ninety two? Survivors? It might have been ninety three. Oh, I'm getting my years. I think it was the ninety three. Brett was the champion. Uh, See, this is why I wanted to bring yeah. this
0: up for you because I like. It was such a. I'm gonna bit. say '93 Survivor
1: Series when they had that match. But yeah, Dink Dink was okay, something so, else.
0: So from there, I'm gonna pivot to the '93 SummerSlam. Remember Undertaker versus Undertaker? Oh, what a joke! Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Wait. So Undert- you didn't like it? No. Well,
1: yeah. Okay. Sure. It was. I th- it was fine. I th- I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was wild. Yeah. Well, how did that?
0: How, what was the
1: backstory there? So, how did that happen? So Undertaker at at the Rumble '93. Um. Oh, no, Rumble 94. No, you I think you have SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam ninety-four. I oh, I thought it was of. Summerslam ninety three. Nah, it was ninety-four. Because at the at the Rumble okay. ninety-four, um, Undertaker is fighting Yokozuna in a casket match for the title, and the entire every every bad guy in the locker room comes out and costs Undertaker like throws Undertaker in this casket, because Yokozuna can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then like they basically stage the death of the Undertaker and he ascends as a light into the Titantron, and he's in heaven, then talking to the audience. It, this is why I was saying it was it was ridiculous because of this incident at the Rumble. Sounds awesome. Oh god! So he basically ascended into the afterlife. So he went missing for probably six months. Uh, mm-hmm. there, or not Liam Neeson? What yeah, was it Liam? Was, did he did he just need like a break? I or think something? so. I think they just wanted to give him a, give him some time off. But um, who's the who was the actor in Naked Gun? Was it Liam Neeson?
0: No, Liam Neeson's
1: uh taken. Oh yeah, it's taken. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's who's um, the gun guy? Oh my gosh. Um
0: it, well, yeah. whoever.
1: They're they're doing they they started doing vignettes with this guy trying to find the Undertaker. DiBiase comes out and says he, he found the Undertaker and now he's on his payroll, and this was the fake Undertaker. So it led to the famous showdown, and that's when Taker uh the the real Undertaker then switched from the gray gloves to purple gloves. But uh yeah, it was fine. It was a fine storyline. It was it was a little far fetched how they. Uh, I could have
0: swore Undertaker. it was '93 because me me and my my mom made me a, a a homemade Undertaker costume, and my and my buddy's mom made uh, him a homemade Undertaker. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Wait, oh, um,
1: Liam Neeson. Leslie Nielsen. Nah, same thing.
0: Uh, My my buddy's mom made him a homemade <coughs> Undertaker costume, so we just pretended to be Undertaker versus Undertaker. I'm pretty sure
1: I mean. SummerSlam '93 was Yokozuna, Lex Luger. Um I can't remember okay. when Undertaker fought. I, I yeah, it was not. It was definitely '94 because the main event gotcha. was it was Brett and Owen Hart fought in the steel cage match for the title.
0: Oh, that was one of. I think that was my favorite match of all time. Brad it Hart was great. Owen Hart in yeah, the steel cage where they their foot got stuck in the cage. Yeah, yeah. Owen falls backwards and then. Um, yeah. What do you got? What else? Keep firing. So so that 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 kind of took me to the casket matches. Like, why did they ever even play up that like you can die in a casket match? I, I went to a – I was young, so I was, like, probably, like, third grade. I went to a house match at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh. Okay. And um, the Undertaker chokeslammed Yokozuna into the casket and shut the lid. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, I think he's, like, dead. Is, he, like is he coming back?
1: I don't know. And, I then, don't, like, I don't the, know and then, like, the next week dead. he was
0: there on Raw. And I was, like, as a child, I was, like – Wait, what are they what are they like did they just pull one over like what's
1: going on <laughs> i think the point was just it was supposed to be undertaker's forte to put people in caskets but uh i don't think i don't think the premise was that they they died when they went in there but i thought that's what it was and that th- i thought that's why they like killed him off no that was just the stupid concept of the of the match with yokozuna that made no sense to get him off Ugh. tv for six months i,
0: I did like yokozuna by the way oh, he, God, he the was, was pretty soul. cool yeah um, anyway, next one was, um, just Val Venus in general. Like what an absurd, like you so awesome. that towel.
1: So awesome. I have not listened to, uh, uh, I have not ladies. listened to the podcast on him yet. Um, that Bruce Pritchard and, uh, but, some guy but do. But peak
0: Val Venus, ah, dude. no pun intended was remember. <laughs> I don't remember who the, um, uh, the person of Asian descent but it was remember their I choppy choppy
1: pee pee remember uh tajiri yeah yeah it's Yeah, totally. yeah <laughs> what was that what was going
0: on what was I, you know hot? what
1: it was so it was such a shit show at that point um that they were just so all over the it's place nuts. just trying to sell sex but uh yeah venus i think he like maybe he tried making the moves on tajiri, one of tajiri's like valets uh yeah oh, for, for anyone gosh. who doesn't know about venus he was basically his gimmick was he was a porn star which was pretty hilarious um <laughs> and he he would he'd come out to the ring like in uh like after a shower in it his it is little like mini towel and do like the Rick Rude like hip and uh, crotch start
0: like humping and stuff. Uh he was the best man. Oh, uh, was so uh, good, Balboski. All right, ne- next thing I got. Um, remember the Godwin brothers? Oh uh, yeah, man, yeah.
1: Th- they would Henry set and up, Phineas. Yeah, they'd be running around. They with would their, set their up. These slop.
0: dudes were just like country. They would wear like overalls. Like, um overalls and they would set up like a muddy swap
1: like there were there were several there were a couple pig pen it, matches yep
0: yeah yeah oh yeah that's right they had matches like uh triple h was in there once he was i remember and this
1: was well yeah that's when he was hunter Hurst hemsley the grinch snob. exactly oh, yeah and he was like he was
0: like like a royal snob and yep. they like
1: took him in the schlop
0: with the pigs. Oh yeah. Um oh my well it was gosh. funny, and
1: then I forget which one it was, but one of them then became um one of the uh Undertaker's minions in the Ministry of Darkness, which how Oh really? Basically they were that probably they were time. probably paying him and just uh just didn't know that. They, they, were- they had to do yeah, something like They were with like, them? Here, just, just go become a druid.
0: <laughs> All right, number six. um there was a time when there was just so many celebrities and football players. Oh yeah, coming
1: to WrestleMania. But, that was an event. Walter Payton was in in a match. Walter and, Payton uh, was summers. Was it
0: Bam Bam Bigelow? No, was somewhere. And what was so going Wal- on with so, Walter Payton? So Walter
1: Payton was basically the ring enforcer for. Summer, I'm, I think I think we're sticking with SummerSlam 94 here. Razor Ram- I'm stuck on 94, 1994. Yeah, Razor. My peak was all my memories. Yeah, right. Ra- Razor Ramon versus Diesel for the Intercontinental title. Sean was, oh. Sean was Diesel's, uh, was tag team partner, manager. It's a Walter, P- it was in Chicago. Walter Payton yeah, was to was, make sure there was, was no interference. Yeah, it was in Chicago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Payton was there. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow had an altercation at the Royal Rumble 95 um with lawrence taylor and then yeah. he fought lawrence taylor at WrestleMania. lawrence at, taylor at, at like Wrestle- kept doing this he yeah. would get down in a three-point stance and then yep. spear him and so he fought he <laughs> he fought lawrence taylor in the main event that's right Res- around when lawrence oh, yeah. taylor was doing drugs too yeah wrestlemania 11 yeah that that's when Remember, Re- he yeah. was
0: caught with yeah. cocaine and then the next week little giants came out and he was like yeah. kids don't do drugs yeah. and everyone in the theater was like what
1: oh yeah oh. Good, yeah good idea. all right yeah keep going ne- keep next, going
0: next quick one just Jake the Snake in general. He had a le- like a real snake that would come out. Yeah. Remember when it bit the hell out Savage. Of,
1: um, oh, yeah. That was Randy uh. Savage? That was late night. That was right before Survivor Series. Like, was that 19th?
0: planned or did they just let the snake like do its thing? It was.
1: It, it was, and- So it was planned. And this is funny. So Dark Dark Side of the Ring is a special on Vice TV. So they did a special on Randy Savage. So. That was planned, and Sa- like Savage was so like para- Savage was so paranoid in li- in general in life, uh, probably from all the drugs and cocaine. Um, before that happened, he was like, "I don't know, Jake. I don't know if I trust you. I need you to take the snake first, man." And Jake's like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Let that thing bite you first before that thing gets on me, brother." And then so Jake Jake the Snake had to have the snake bite him first. So that, oh so that God, Savage would snake. feel – yeah, so Savage would feel safe. Yeah, it was a uh, – I think it was a random, like, Sunday superstar, and Savage was retired the whole thing. Savage – I mean,
0: if you YouTube the video, it's Oh, yeah, that thing wild. is locked That snake is just yeah. – yeah, it is locked And, and
1: Savage plays it – and when Savage gets out of the ropes, he plays it out so well that he's, like, blind I mean, his arm is a
0: bloody yeah. mess by oh, the yeah. time that snake's done.
1: Yeah, good for you. Yeah, he's yeah, that That's another guy who – it's a shame he never got uh, got a title run because he he was great, Jake man. Like yeah, from... and
0: I I almost brought up the shot heard around the world. That's a whole other <coughs> yeah story. Oh yeah. What um, else? What else? Gold Dust in general because oh. one of me is uh, the comments was hated Gold Dust. He's androgynous.
1: Oh yeah. He was so gross. What? Why did they even do that? He was he was It was uh, so strange. Vince Vince had Vince came up with this and Am I saying that right? Androgynous. Androgynous? I don't know. Yeah, that was supposed to be the character. You didn't know what he was. It was uh, and it, but for the, and it, which is it was some kind of weird sexual it, thing. Yeah, like, it, it took like me forever to realize that was Dustin. Trans, yeah. It took me forever to realize like that was Dustin. Cross dressing thing. Um, yeah, it was just a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: I Vince McMahon came up with that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, McMahon comes up with most of these characters. Why? Yeah. Oh. That was his thing. He wanted this, like, controversial character, and, um, you know. Oh, I mean, it was it was great TV, but, wow, oh, it was so gross and strange. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the strangest fight he probably had was with uh, Roddy Piper, WrestleMania 12. They had a Hollywood backlot lo- back brawl where I think Goldust hit Piper with a car and then somehow ended up just in, like, underwear, like, getting the shit beat out of him by Piper. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird, kind of messy, but, like, if you're bored one night, Check out the network, but yeah, that's a good one. All right, what else we got? Keep firing. What We got. Uh, okay, F- four more. Head shrinkers. Oh God, Fatu and Samu. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember they would come out with those 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 heads on the uh, um, yeah, on
1: this. That that was wild. And then Fatu became uh, Rakishi, who wrestled in the Rikishi, thong. Yeah, yeah. He just wrestled in the thong. Oh yeah. 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 So what? That that's just that's wild.
0: I yeah. don't really have anything other to say than I mean they were. They were a good tag team they were yeah um and then remember now what's the okay so the next one is remember that this bit i, I think it was an in, in your house um but they did the huckster versus nacho man <laughs> and they basically were just making fun what? Well, yeah so well, yeah were. so that
1: was basically a vignette that they 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 did um they would play these things basically showing an old hogan and savage and that was and, and billionaire Ted. Um, oh, and scheme gene. Scheme gene was probably the best part. It was basically it was basically them taking shots at WCW because they I basically thought. take they took their they basically bought their older talent and um, we're now building their program around these older guys because WWF was going in a younger a younger direction and because of the steroid scandal in ninety two ninety three. Vince was trying to move away from any of those, like anyone that clearly was just a steroid out guy and go to some of the yeah. guys like Brett and Sean. Looking at you, Scott Stein. Those things are, for those are great. If you can find those on YouTube, those are the Huckster versus Nacho. Oh, those are yeah. hilarious. Was it in your house for that? It wasn't in your house. Ha- oh, they might've wrestled like the actual actors that played them in in your house. I think they did. Yeah. They, I, they, I mean, they had, like, of, the they had a bunch of, they had a bunch of vignettes that they did for yeah. throughout, like a six month period of those two guys. But, yeah. yeah. That was great.
0: Um. Okay. Two more. One, this moment is ingrained in my mind. Uh, remember when Tatanka oh God. turned heel. Oh yeah? Because he got bought out by Ted D. B. The Million Dollar Man.
1: Yeah, turned on Lex Luger. Yeah.
0: Lex Luger, is that what it was? I couldn't remember yeah, exactly. Him and, him and Luger were attacked. I just and... remember that going, you know, he his, his music was Oh yeah. And then and then as soon as they finished that, you just hear money, 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 money. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was just was, like, Oh
1: my gosh, Tatanka his turn. Yeah. That was basically uh yeah. What was that all about? It was probably just like, yeah, we he's not getting over. We gotta do something. Let's like turn and yeah. heal. Um and try to get something going with Luger because they just could like I said, like they, they had big plans for Lex and like it just didn't stick. Yeah. So it might it might have been um, more of a Luger thing than a uh Than
0: Tatanka. Yeah. Um the, and then the last thing I had, which I had to cut it off eventually, but I, for, oh, what were, I forget their names, but remember those guys that were always like licked all those kids' heads and everything? The Headbangers?
1: The Headbangers, oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah, those dudes. My, my... <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait. Was it Josh? <laughs> no, oh, man, I wish I remember who they were. Yeah, they were like, their, Dude, they there, the skirts there was the like, rings. there
0: was a golden era of tag teams and they were in, they were smack dab in the middle of it.
1: Oh yeah. They were, they, they were there with the Godwins, Legion of doom, the new age outlaws. Uh,
0: oh my gosh. Yeah. They
1: had a good, they had a good run there. Yeah. The headbangers. That's, that's what we ended with. I was, I was trying to think of where you're going to go with, uh, with that, man, t- I'll tell you the, uh, the W network is awesome just cause you can, uh, I, I pretty much pirated off my, my friends and family, um. But, man, going back, they have everything archived. Like, you can go back and watch all these Nitros and, and Raw. I, I know you were saying you you were you were brand loyal, so you didn't really watch WCW. Man, dude. Yeah, I didn't
0: watch a lot of WCW. The only, the only thing I watched is when the Wolfpack oh. kind of came, came up. Wolfpack's back causing mass, mass destruction. destruction. Um, yeah, so then I kind of I kind of like started watching a little bit of that. But it was like, going downhill. I, at that I was point. brand loyal oh, to WWF, uh, so I, I didn't really watch. A we lot we gotta of those, we definitely. gotta
1: get you a lot if we once we once we start hitting these parlays on a uh, regular basis, we're gonna we're gonna get to, we're gonna get a network account. Um, oh uh, man, dude, the eighty three week like I said, eighty they, for the eighty three weeks where Nitro and and WSW was hot, like when the NWO first came out. Dude, that was just great programming. Um, the stuff they did with Sting, Goldberg, like I said, even even Raven. Like Raven was awesome back then with yeah, WCW. I remember um, that guy? Yeah, they were so cool. The ho- I mean, Flair was a staple as the Horseman, but. Uh... Yeah, dude 90, 90, 96 through ninety nine, man. Rest, like I said, they were averaging ten million people on Monday nights, and that's that's competing with Monday night football because that stuff was going yeah. on between eight and now. Na- now there
0: was no Sunday night football back th- then. Th- yeah, think think so th- th- that was th- yeah, your only night yeah, game. Yeah,
1: think about this the the NBA, who arguably people would argue is like the hottest thing a lot, they tried to schedule games to not have to compete with the NFL this year, and now the NFL like that that's a thing nitro and raw were like beating the nfl in ratings back then um yeah. it was a crazy time dude it was awesome like you know i like i said even if you weren't a wrestling fan like i think people knew what nwo was they knew dx um uh dude it was so awesome like i said for, for yeah, two words for you suck it um of course i hated sean because he messed with brett so i wasn't
0: i i, I was not a DX. yeah fan
1: i was not I I, I I was nwo from the get-go and i of course
0: i was out there just just telling everybody under the sun to suck it yeah. but as like a seventh and eighth <laughs> I mean that's for I, totally I different reasons too um yeah I
1: was gonna say and I I'm not trying to toot my own horn and I never I never subscribed to any of the dirt sheets like some people do who like get this inside information I called the Hulk Hogan being the third man way before it even way before it even happened and when it actually I remember I watched that pay-per-view on the fuzzy channel. Like, so remember you could like mess with your cable, like with your, like the, yeah. you could mess with the tuner channel and get pay-per-view for free, but it was all fuzzy, but like, you could yeah. still hear it and somewhat make out the picture. I'll yeah. never forget when I watched that bash of the beach and Hogan came out when like, nobody knew, like people thought he was coming out to help WCW. I'm yeah. yelling at the T I think me and my brother were watching it. I'm yelling to you. I'm like, he's the third man. It's going to be him. And then he comes in the ring and man, when he lays that, that dr- oh, that like gosh. drop on Savage, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, too bad there weren't. Too bad there <laughs> were betting sites and parlays back then. Well, I'm sure oh there were. Oh my gosh. But, uh, oh god, that's back when you had to do fantasy football with the newspaper the following day and like add up the points, man. Yeah. Uh, dude, I was so pumped. I was, I and I was all in on NWO. I'm like, I love these guys. I'm pretty sure I called the random like one nine hundred number to order the t shirt with my mom's credit card. He got really pissed at me because I didn't ask. Um, god only knows yeah, what those that checks out. Were. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny if you actually dial this number I I, I dialed it to try to get a free Rod, like a Rodman shirt a couple of weeks ago cuz I thought maybe it would still work and it's definitely a 1-900 sex line now so I don't recommend <laughs> so I don't I don't recommend doing that for anybody else that's got that scheme.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well. All right man, well this this was a fun one. It was it was a nice trip down memory lane. No, I dug um, it. I dug it. You know, I think we're going to hit the parlay this week um and we'll we'll get back on the uh back back on the wagon here. But, uh, Drew, until next week, it was fun, brother. It
1: was, man. Hey, big kisses, baby.
0: Peace. Later.